Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. We often hear Mark Twain's phrase that the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Today, we'll be discussing how we learn to navigate organizations, discover resources, and find mentors and support. What are the first steps you can take to discover resources to help get ahead? Lynn, what do you recommend? Wow. Well, there are so many possibilities out there. Um, you can find uh, resources within your own organization at work, uh, in your community, and uh, within professional associations. Uh, you know, at work, I, you know, just absolutely take the time to get to know your coworkers and individuals from different departments. Um, if there are company activities you can participate in, um, such as a bowling league, softball team, a birthday community, uh, community outreach, uh, join in. Uh, it's an absolutely tremendous opportunity to meet new people within your organization in, in very different silos, different departments. You, you're going to learn some new skills and you're going to have fun, you know, connecting on a more personal level. Uh, with your coworkers, and that is a great way to discover a resource and resources that you can then um, contact when you have a question, um, where you can seek additional insights, um, whether it's on a project or a specific task, um, and you will also be able to provide that same support um, to the to the coworkers that you've met, so that they can reach out to you for assistance. Um, and so outside of work, um, your local community, um, that there are so many different groups and associations that you can uh, join and you can participate in their activities. Absolutely choose areas that you have genuine interest or curiosity, you know, to learn more. Um, this can be so enriching and it is a great opportunity to meet uh, new people and different diverse industries and the leaders uh, within your community. And, you know, you're going to discover new passions, you know, along the way. Um, the final, the third one I meant was the prof mentioned professional associations. Um, they absolutely offer rich resources. Many of them provide white papers, webinars, certification programs, and continuing education credits. You know, every association is different, of course, but they are an ideal setting uh, to meet peers and uh, leaders within your industry. And you are able to have build that foundation for a mutually beneficial relationship with everyone you meet. So, I mean, it, it's just it's terrific so that absolutely look into um, those professional associations because long term you're going to de derive tremendous resources that will become available to you and you're going to be able to reciprocate with those connections that you've established. So Rachel what are, are the first steps that, that you would recommend? Right well I took resources to mean more like tangible things like maybe some books that might help you get ahead in your work, like practical wisdoms at work, or maybe some programs or, or tips on how to organize your work. So with that in mind, the way I would approach discovering resources at the get-go is to ask around. 
you know, sort of similar to what Lynn was saying, talk to your coworkers, your supervisors, or your mentors, or your friends and family, whomever, and find out what works for them, what they have found useful in their careers or in their lives. I think that that's going to give you a good sense of what, what has helped people around you be successful and the kinds of, of resources that they look at and maybe the newsletters that they follow or receive and the kinds of organizations that they, that they might be part of. I would also go ahead and head down to your local library and ask your librarian. So I know that we've mentioned before how places like lynda.com can provide a lot of resources to learn new skills or learn how to navigate your career. And talking to your librarian will introduce you to even more possibilities, to the books that are available, the programs that the library can give you access to, all those kinds of things. I would also recommend following your career heroes on social media and watching out for the things that they use or recommend that they mention in their social media and see if it works for you. If they say that a particular blog always has great tips, maybe go check it out and maybe it'll be useful for you. Maybe it won't. I would also, don't just take other people's words. Go to your library or your bookstore or online and maybe to lindagog.com, for example, and peruse what's there. See what titles or topics stand out to you that make you think, well, that might be useful. At that point, go ahead and read the reviews or read the back cover of if it's a book. Find out what people are saying about it and try to determine whether it's right for you. Again, you might purchase it or take part in it for a little while and realize that it's not, it's not really what you had hoped it would be. And that's okay. Keep moving on and and looking for something that's really going to help you. And finally, good old-fashioned Google. If there's a particular um, understanding that you would like to have or a particular skill you would like to develop, go to your favorite search engine and search for it and see what comes up. Again, read the reviews and find out what's going to, what sounds like it's going to work best for you. But there are a number of ways to, to get started and to really discover those resources that are going to help you throughout your career. Tina, what would you recommend? Well, I think we need to start with identifying those goals. If you're trying to discover resources, for what? Are they, is it for your job? Is it for a job that you would like to have? Is it for a particular industry that you're interested in? So I think we need to identify. That would be the first step to discover resources. To get ahead would be to identify your goals. Um, and then, um, as as both you and uh, and Lynn have said, you want to chat with your coworkers. You want to ask your management. You want to look at uh, the industry leaders in in that particular field. You want to look at professional organizations. Anything that you can to uh, to gain knowledge of what others have done and where they go, uh, what resources they use to help them in their field. Um, it's always helpful if you're looking at an industry leader is to um, do do a little more research on those on those leaders and and what types of things they've done. I'm sure that there are interviews that they've had in the past or uh, articles that they've written um, articles that have been written about them as to the types of things that they have done throughout their career and and those that that resonate with you keep those in mind make make a, a note in your journal about them. 
um, and then follow through with them as you have time. Uh, there's also something called news aggregators. So if you're interested um, in a particular subject, um, you can sign up to have all of this, all anything and everything that, that comes out there on the internet that's about that particular subject can come to your inbox. Uh, and it's a, a great way to start your morning or end a day to read about all of the news of uh, those things uh, to which you're really interested in, either on a personal basis or for your uh, for your work on how best to um, anything that's new out there, any new discoveries or uh, what other people are doing. The other um, idea that I had here is is to the other part of all of this in discovering resources is to be sure that you're also taking care of yourself and watching uh, how how much time in your day that you have to be able to devote to looking outside of what you're doing because you don't want to lose sight of of those short-term, mid-term, and long-term objectives. And uh, uh, many times there are books that are available, but maybe you're not going to be able to read a book today, but you might be able to do that and schedule time with yourself to do all of this. It's really important to schedule time for yourself to um, to learn and take the time to um, get outside of yourself and learn what other people are doing and have time to process that. Many times we, we have all of this information that's coming to us, but we really don't allow the time to process it and let it sink in. Those would be my suggestions. This is all really great advice to discover resources. Thank you. What types of support are useful or effective to get started? What would you say, Rachel? Well, you can find support in a lot of places as you go on your journey to discover resources and inspiration for your career. Again, I've mentioned the library, so maybe you can find a good support there. You might be able to join those professional and industry groups that Lynn was talking about. Those can be great resources and supports for helping you find resources that are going to be pertinent to you. If we're talking about self-help books, then you might find a good group on Goodreads and see some good reviews and make a little, a little merry band of people working to improve their careers and share your thoughts on on particular works and you can you can even create your own group within your company or without your company um, of people who are interested in gaining the same skills as you or find or reaching their goals they don't have to be the same and you can just inspire and encourage each other and those can be a great source of support for you i think that tangibly you can support yourself um, in a few ways i always recommend spreadsheets so if you are trying to find the time to take a particular course or attend particular industry meetings or conferences or read a book, you might be able to make a spreadsheet of things that you would like to do and when you think you can do them. You might also create a Gantt chart for when you intend to do particular things and how long things will take. And this is also useful for your job itself and not just your getting prepared for your next position or your dream position. So I think those are some of the practical supports that you can avail of. And I'm sure that Tina has many more to, to recommend. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure that I do. Um, I think that you know, the types of support that, that can be useful and effective is really based upon how we best learn on an individual basis. So are we visual learners? Are we verbal learners? Are we do, how best can we uh, process the information? I go back to processing information. All of that is great unless we're able to internalize it and act on it. 
Um, I think that the key here is that we're willing to learn and uh, that we're willing to uh, look outside of ourselves for information from others. And uh, if we're if we're visual learners, then we want to be reading everything that we possibly can. If we're verbal, we want to hear stories. We want to go to meetings. We want to um, go to um, professional organizations and and listen to that dialogue. Um, and many of us are a combination of the two, uh, and and a combination of of reading, and uh, and interacting with our coworkers and our our management and uh, and competition, uh, and and other people that are out in the marketplace and uh, with with a variety of different professional organizations. I think it's a combination of all those things, but it's really up to the individual on how best to take in the information and to best find a way to utilize it. There's so much information out there and it it, it doesn't do any good if, if we can't internalize it. Lynn, what do you think? Well, you know, Tina, that was actually the perfect segue because I was gonna say the first step is to identify your objective, which you said uh, previously, and then to break it down into smaller, more manageable tasks. And um, if you have multiple objectives to prioritize them uh, so that you can focus on one and then develop your strategy strategy to achieve the objective. And, and that's really where you break down into steps and tasks. And then you're ready to seek out that support that you need uh, to success, successfully complete uh, the steps. And, and I actually have an illustration, a story to share. Um, so when we were getting ready to publish our book, uh, Practical Wisdoms at Work, uh, that Rachel already mentioned, uh, the entire process was completely new. And... I started to methodically explore and learn, and my first step really was doing that self, uh, uh, the publishing, my own uh, self-motivated uh, uh, research on, on, on publishing and to find out what I could about it. And then second, um, Rachel and I t uh, attended a local publishing conference, and you know that those provided a really strong foundation of knowledge that we had lacked. And at the conference, we did have the opportunity to meet and connect with a, a number of really terrific people. And many of those individuals were excited uh, to help us along our journey. And, you know, so then, you know, as I'm looking at the resources that are available, I reached out to one of my content contacts and, and she was a published author and a screenwriter. And so she really took me under my her winged and offered me to walk me through the tasks and the sequential order uh, that was needed uh, for publication and she offered to be a key resource um, for you know our questions and in turn she introduced me to a local authors group so my fourth step was to act to join the local authors group and, you know, it, it was really, they offered such a wealth of support, um, resources, and experience. And, you know, to Tina's point, you need to take, to discover how you learn best. But there's also, uh, you know, with that repetition and learning in different ways, that actually strengthens, in my opinion, it strengthens the entire process. So I really leveraged, you know, existing relationships, uh, professional or associations, research, um, and all of that initiative um, got me started um, to effectively jumpstart on our goals uh, <laughs> for publication of, of uh, our book. 
Now that we've discussed how to find resources and a support network, my last question is, how do you find potential mentors? Tina, what's your advice on this? I think there's two schools of thought on this. There's gravitational and then there's intentional. Gravitational to me is when I've, I've identified someone that, that I, I like their style. I like what they've done. I'd like to, I'd like to be like that person. I would like to, to learn more about how they got to be where they are. So I'm, I gravitate towards a personality or to a, to a person. Um, intentional is when you actually go out and seek help. Maybe you're new in an organization and you would like to, um, you'd like someone to help you navigate the waters. Um, you'd like to um, have some assistance in, in a particular area and you're intentional about that. You want to learn more about a particular industry. So you're going to go to someone that is an industry leader and you want to try to learn from them. So there, there are two different different schools of thought in my in my opinion. And it's overall it's it's the value of both your time and their time and how you approach and how you determine what the success is on this. So it's all about the person, not necessarily what their position is. So it's really vital to have a, um, a, a good rapport, to have a good back and forth, to be able to have a good conversation with this person. You should not be intimidated by someone that is going to be a mentor. It, this needs to be a, a give and take. You can be in awe of, of what all they've accomplished, but you should still be able to have a, a, a dialogue and not, and not um, um, feel lesser than. Um, there's always more to learn, but you need to be able to have that that conversational level. Um, and they, they come in all different sizes and forms and and uh, you have to you never know. It could be somebody sitting right to your to your left or your right or standing right in front of you or or searching someone that's a little further up the um, up the chain or completely outside of your um, outside of your your realm. But the the idea is that that you that there's respect, there's mutual respect. There is um, the, there is something about that person, whether it's the way in which they approach a topic, it's their knowledge about a topic or a, a field. It is the manner in which um, they're able to envelop and to to converse and to share their ideas. All of those go into into uh, identifying potential me uh, mentors. Lynn, what do you think? You know, I I like what you, how you started with that, Tina. That was great. And I think starting with your expectations also is very helpful. I mean, the, the how and the why uh, and the role the mentor will play in your career. And uh, you can certainly start with considering who you already know. And, and that includes acquaintances. Um, it could be someone in another department, uh, your, your own supervisor, a leader within your group. Um, you should also, you know, who do you know in other companies, peers, or individuals that you've connected with through professional associations. Um, all of these offer um, tremendous potential for finding mentors. And, you know, if you need to look outside of your current relationships and connections, um, you should explore opportunities within your company and, and those same professional associations. Um, many organizations offer mentor programs. And you should take mm -hmm. advantage of these options in your field and industry. Um, there are local business groups 
community organizations, colleges, uh, higher education institutions that offer mentoring programs. And, you know, I think what's important is not to restrict yourself in a narrow niche um, because mentors in other industries can significantly impact your, your breadth of knowledge and the exposure to new ideas. So, um, you know, once uh, you have identified a potential mentor, you know, you should prepare for and request a meeting uh, for the mentorship. You know, it's important that you let them know that that uh, you are looking at them as a potential mentor and make sure that they have the time and commitment to devote um, to this, to this uh, relationship for mentoring and that you in turn are going to meet your responsibilities in the mentoring relationship. Rachel, mm -hmm. what types of support do you find useful? Well, I liked something that Tina said, which is that you should never feel lesser than your mentor. So I want you to keep that in mind um, as you're looking for one. And both you, Lynn, and Tina have mentioned that maybe the mentor is right next to you. So if you decided that you're looking for a mentor, I would start with stopping and looking around you. Who's there? Who, who do you look up to? And who do you think might be a good person to be a mentor. Now keep in mind that just because you admire someone and you look up to them, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a good fit for a mentor. So that's why you do need to have that meeting that Lynn discussed because it could be that they don't have the time or the energy or maybe they just don't have a personality that meshes with yours or a personality that's good for mentoring in general. So keep that in mind. Um, take a second and and realize whether you're already being mentored but you don't know it. So that sounds a little sneaky, but you will find that a lot of the time people in your organization or elsewhere will take you under their wing and be a source of support for you. You might not have been consciously thinking of them as a mentor. And so if you find that you do have this casual mentor and you like them and you want them to mentor you in a more formal way or a more intense way, go ahead and ask. And of course, look around in your field or in your ideal job position or out of your field. Um, as Lynn mentioned, sometimes the people who aren't in your field will offer you a lot of great advice because so many wisdoms are transferable, right? Um, so look around you and see who really inspires you, who, to use Tina's word, who you gravitate towards and who you would really like to emulate. And meet, talk with them if you if you don't know them particularly well, shoot them an email and say, I really appreciate the way you conduct yourself and conduct your work. I would like to mentor you. Or maybe you start out with, I would like to um, meet with you to discuss your, your work habits or something like that. Right? And of course, as Lynn mentioned, there are formal mentoring programs. Sometimes they're in your workplace. They might be in a professional organization or through a, an institution. Um, but go ahead and check those out if you've decided that you really want a mentor. So those would be my tips for finding potential mentors. And I would just say that potential mentors are everywhere. You just have to know where to look. This has been such a valuable discussion so far. We have one final question, and it comes from Jana in Dallas, Texas. Jana asks, I have purchased a number of books and found some good potential articles and videos online, but find I am so busy that I never get back to any of them. What are some pointers to making the time I need to get started to learn and grow? What a great question. Lynn, how would you help?
Well, you know, honestly, I don't think you've made this a priority, Gemma. Um, you know, every day, every week, we have the opportunity to make time for the activities we have prioritized. Um, so maybe this is coming across as a little bit of tough love, but um, <laughs> uh, you need to make the time. You need to schedule it in and you need to commit to it. I mean, Rachel has, she really taught me a great skill about scheduling the time in and to make it in your calendar and uh, use the time you've scheduled uh, to read the books and the articles and to watch the videos. Um, a practical idea is to consider purchasing the book as an audiobook, and then you can listen to it during your commute. So, um, and the same thing like podcasts just like ours are absolutely perfect to drive, listen, and learn. Um, so bottom line is that it's up to you to make the time. Um, Rachel, <laughs> too much of the tough love or what? Well, perhaps a little bit. I was my biggest complaint is that you stole my top tip, okay. but I also appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I understand that sometimes life just feels hectic and busy, and there are the things that you need to do now. The priorities, like you know, you have to do your dishes, you have to get this project done by the end of the week. All these other things. I understand that, and. I know what it's like to feel so overwhelmed that you don't even get to the things that you really want to do. I've done that where I've gone just long periods of time of not even doing the things I enjoy because I'm so busy. And then when I'm not busy, I just don't have the mental energy to do anything. So I vegetate. So what I would recommend is that you do what I did in this case, which is schedule things out. Um, I have a, a spreadsheet that tells me exactly what I'm going to do when, when I'm going to do it. And I'm flexible with myself. But I also have alarms on my phones that say, hey, Rachel, you're supposed to be working right now. Rachel, you're supposed to be doing your creative writing right now because you want to and all those other kinds of things. And I would recommend that you set aside however much time you can spare in your week. Maybe it's just half an hour or an hour a week, but set aside that time, um, make it so that you're busy, you're not available during that time slot and get yourself in a distraction-free environment or as distraction-free as you can get. And then work on what you're doing. Turn off the notifications on your phone and read that book or watch that video, whatever it is. And maybe you can't, I mean, I don't expect that you can read an entire book in one sitting. And maybe you can't read an entire article or watch an entire video in one sitting. But the point is that you have to make the time to make progress on that. And that's how you're going to learn and grow. Tina, what would you tell Jana? Well, I other than what, the two of you have already said uh, the, my first reaction to this Jenna, was make an appointment with yourself. Uh, and both Lynn and Rachel have, have said that, and I will underscore it a third time. It's so important to make time for yourself and to give yourself permission to take the time to stop, smell the roses, read those books, listen to those articles, however you best learn. There are a couple of pretty good apps that I've discovered lately. Um, one is called Wonderlist. And it's just, it's an app on the phone and it's a way to keep, if you're a journalist, then maybe you just keep a separate journal of those things that you you run through during the week that, uh, uh, that, that you wanna get back to and you make a list and then you can check them off and feel good because you've checked something off because that means you've actually addressed it. And another is called Blinkist and it's, uh, they're, they're, a variety of, of different types of books that are out there, but it, it gives you kind of the short the short run on it. You can either read the entire book or you can take the short notes on it. 
Uh, but certainly for all of us to move forward in our careers and in our lives, it's important to, um, to read uh, and to have access to those potential and potent um, uh, information and videos. Uh, but we need to find time to do that. And uh, yeah, I think it's helpful if you see it in a list, either be it uh, an electronic one or, a, or uh, a, a written list of those in a separate area so that you can keep track of them and not forget about them. And good luck with that. I think um, I, I think once you once you start making a habit of this, it, you'll find that it's uh, it's that time that you, that you really cherish for yourself. Well said. Thank you, Lynn, Rachel, and Tina, for your sage advice and useful tips. I hope they will help Jana and others looking to find time for growth and improvement. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation@petitequeen.com, and be sure to follow us on our social channels to get all the latest updates. 